Good evening, Chicago. You're listening to Inspirational Perspective. I'm your host, Linnell Harris, Chicago's very own life coach. Inspirational Perspective on your radio is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Which means that if you're living the best life possible, you're constantly looking for ways to grow, constantly looking for ways to be uncomfortable, and constantly looking for ways to improve. Then the other question I always ask is, do you know your purpose on the planet? Because if you do not, you cannot live the best life possible. And that's what we'll be talking about. All right, so here's the deal. I'm beginning to understand why people don't plan. And tonight's topic is slay your goals because the new year is coming and often when the new year is upon us we begin thinking about things in a lot of ways in a brand new way and I want to talk about goals but I also want to talk about the reasons why resolutions do not work and I know you're probably thinking like wow okay Linnell you're a life coach you just said that resolutions don't work And yes, for the most part, resolutions do not work. And I want to talk about why, and I want to give you all some tools that you can use for helping you to set really solid, I would say, breakthrough-type goals for 2017. And so that's what the topic is, and... I think to start that, let's first dive into why resolutions don't work. And this is based on work that I've been doing and a book that I'm currently writing that will be an ebook and free and available to all of you. So if you'd like to get on that mailing list right now, you can go to www.murdermediocrity.com and join the mailing list there. Okay, now here's the last thing. I spent the last 10 days almost in Mexico working, and it gave me a lot of time to reflect. So I was was, was writing, working. I did a little playing. When I say playing, scuba diving for the most part. And um, it gave me a lot of time to think, but I also spent that time creating and strategizing for 2017. And so a lot of what I share with you guys will be information that I've compiled. So you guys know I've attacked this goal conversation repeatedly over the years. And now I'm taking everything that I've shared with you all, all the research that I've done, I'm piling that into one or into this series to help you all on setting your goals. So the idea is that once you... If you listen to this, if you stick with me, there's no reason why you won't be able to slay your goals in 2017 and really do what it is that you're looking to achieve, not only in 2017, but beyond. Okay, so here's the deal. Like I said, I'm beginning to understand why people don't plan. And I'm also understanding why we don't set resolutions and goals. Okay. Now, some of you do, so I'm not talking to you right now. I'm talking to those of you who are like, ah, this show's not even for me. I don't set 
you know, New Year's resolutions. I don't do goals. I don't do any of that. I'm starting to understand why you do that. And the reason why is because you fear failure. Hands down, you fear failure. And those of us who don't set goals, those of us who who say, no, I'm not all about resolutions. The reason we fear failure and we fear it so much, the reason we don't have goals and the reason we don't have resolutions is because we know that if we set a very clear plan, there is a larger chance, a greater percentage for failure. And we don't want to fail. So if we don't plan, we don't have a plan, then we can't disappoint ourselves. We don't disappoint ourselves. So why have a vision if that vision for the future only creates dissatisfaction and disappointment or regret, right? So why have a resolution? Why have a plan? That is the reason I believe most people do not set goals or do not set resolutions for New Year's. So, would I say they're wrong for that? Well, here's the thing. Whether you plan to fail or not, failure is a reality of living. And so, one of the things I'd like to do is to convince you all tonight that regardless of who you are, if you are not planning to win, you are planning to fail. Hands down. If you are not planning to win, you are planning to fail. And, and if the regret for sitting still doesn't hit you now, it will hit you later. It'll hit you years from now when you're too old to move and you're preparing to die. That's when the regret will set in. And so I'm telling you something. Right now, you have the faculty and strength in your body for a reason. And that reason is so that you can create and understand your big picture, your vision for your life. That's the reason, okay? Create a vision and get to work. And that, that really is what this series is about. It's about how do we create a vision and get to work on that vision and set goals that are solid that we can actually achieve. So if you stick with me, one of the things I will promise you is one, that you will get all of the goal setting knowledge that I have as a life coach. And let let me tell you a little bit about me and goals. One of the things that has made me successful, that allowed me to move through corporate America from entry level positions and go to the top as an executive and officer of a Fortune 500 company is because I know how to hit goals. I know how to set goals. I know how to hit goals. Okay. But not only that, I know how to help other people hit their goals. Um, because I don't just understand how to set goals. I also understand human behavior. Okay. So I'm not only a goal setting expert, I'm a human behavior expert. And so that's why I say, if you stick with me, if you, if you like, you know what? I want to set goals, Linnell. I want to smash 2017 in a way that I never have, then this series is for you. If you don't care about your progress, then you know what? It's time for you to turn the radio off or time for you to stop streaming. 
But like I said, this is the beginning of a new series I'm sharing titled Slay Your Goals. And this is part one. And this week's topic is why resolutions do not work. And here are the two questions I'll be asking. The first question is, have you mapped out 2017? Like, have you mapped out how 2017 will go for you, your goals, the things that you want to achieve? And the second question that I would love to get into some dialogue about, if possible, is do you believe in setting New Year resolutions? All right. So now let's talk about goals. But first and foremost, let's talk about the psychology of setting a goal. Okay. And the first thing I thought about is, well, why do we set goals? And, And one of the reasons we set goals is because. You know, we we all enjoy newness. We enjoy newness because it brings with it a clean slate. And tomorrow brings with it a new day, right? Tomorrow's Sunday. It brings not only a new day, it brings a brand new week. That's a clean slate, okay? And a new week starts in only six days, even if today is Monday. Now, Saturday, and so the new week starts tomorrow. But basically, a new week is always starting. Okay, that's a clean slate. It's one of the reasons why, you know, we always say I'll start Monday. A new month is a clean slate. A new year is a clean slate. It always presents a clean slate. This is the one of the reasons why we love to set goals in the new year. Okay, now, before we even get into the secrets of creating goals that you can crush, I want to break up your belief that new goals should only be created to kick off a new year. Because I know for some of us, that's what we do, right? Every time the end of the year comes around, we start thinking about our resolutions and our goals. And then what we say is, all right, I'm going to kill it this year. I'm going to crush it this year. And then when we don't, we say, okay, 2018. And one of the things I want to tell you is every day is brand new if you allow it to be. And so from that perspective, there's always an opportunity to set new goals. All right. So the idea that you have to wait until to kick off goals at the beginning of the year, you know, that's that's a myth. Goals should be established wherever, whenever you have the motivation to follow through and commit. And I'll tell you guys, let me say that one more time. Goals should be established whenever you have the motivation to follow through and commit. Now, when do you think that is? When do you think that is? And we'll talk more about it. But typically, the time when you're motivated to follow through is the time when you have the idea of the goal. So the first mistake we make when in goal setting, most of us, is we say, oh, wow, you know what? I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then we wait. That's the first mistake. Biggest mistake you can make is to wait because you say, well, I need to start on Monday. Or I'm going to start next month. Or I'm going to start in 2017. No. When you get motivated to set that goal, then that is the time to start. Okay? So that's the first thing. Waiting to Monday to start a diet is the reason most dieters never hit their goals. 
They don't hit their goals because their motivation wanes come Monday. So if it's Thursday or even if it's Saturday and all of a sudden I'm motivated to start a diet and then I say I'll do it on Monday, that's 48 hours away. One of the things we know about motivation is that it's an emotion. And because it is an emotion, that feeling will change. And there is no way you will have the same level of inspiration come Monday morning that you had in this moment right now when you had the idea. Okay? First mistake we make, we procrastinate on setting the goal, on actually doing the work to get the goal started in that moment. Okay? So our motivation wanes come Monday, and the grand idea of being fit and healthy doesn't seem to make much sense anymore. And I'm going to tell you, I had the opportunity, you know, some time ago to chat with an old friend. And uh, this is exactly how it played out, okay? So I'm, I'm chatting with this friend of mine, and we're having a conversation, and the topic was on our health. You know, health surfaced. Uh, we're about the same age. You know, I turned 40 this year. He turned 41. And we're talking about our health and, and how we have to take care of our health. And, you know, we both agreed that maintaining a healthy lifestyle was a definite key to good living. Now, we're both saying this, okay? And then in the conversation, he admitted that he wasn't practicing a healthy lifestyle. He also admitted that he wasn't necessarily disciplined in his eating habits and his diet and in getting regular exercise. And so then he, he continued to explain to me how he knew his current habits hurt his health, and he started providing me explicit details regarding how these habits um, would eventually impact his overall physical condition. And after he provided me lots of unsolicited physical health information about himself, he then said this, yeah, so January 2nd, I'm on it, man. I'm on it. I'm on it beach body style. And, uh, you know, I hesitated for a moment. And I said, you know, I vote you start tomorrow. And I told him, I said, because after all, the New Year's, you know, it's still, you know, quite a few tomorrows away. And when you refer to tomorrow's tomorrow, that's also known as procrastination. New year or not. And so he chuckled a bit and he immediately shot back. Come on, bro. I mean, you know, I'm just saying I, I'd be working against myself if I maxed out on all the food on Christmas. And Lord only knows what I might be, you know, eating on New Year's Eve or drinking on New Year's Eve. So, yeah, yeah. No, January 2nd sounds safe to me. I don't want to start something I can't finish. Is his exact words, right? That's how he ended it. I don't want to start something I can't finish. I said, okay, I've heard that phrase before. I don't want to start something I can't finish. Now, let's talk about that statement. That statement alone can be convicted of annihilating more ideas, more dreams, more goals, more aspirations than any other group of words, provided the exception of the two words, I can't. I don't want to start something I can't finish is, to me, almost as bad as I can't. The future isn't a place we get to wait on for things to get better 
or get more slightly reasonable so we can take on our goals. The future is a place that we create with the action or inaction we take today. Period. If I'm unsatisfied with my current condition, then an obvious change in behavior is necessary to forecast a future that does not perpetuate more of my current circumstance. So simply, what I'm saying is, what happens next in our lives depends a great deal on what we really want to happen. All right, so just think about this. What if, as we move into an upcoming new year, we thought about what we could accomplish within a day with the same seriousness with which we took stock of what we could accomplish in a new year. Let me give you an example. And this is for those of us who plan out our years, right? So I just spent, I spent uh, maybe the last two weeks or so really focused in on 2017. You know, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm looking at dates for my workshops. I'm looking at changing the workshop, you know, blowing it out, making it different. And so when are these dates going to happen? How many can I have? Planning it out, right? Looking at the calendar, you know, trying to see, okay, what can I get done before June, before the midpoint of the year? What will I do in the second part of the year, okay? Now, if I took that same ideology into my days, right, come Monday, what will I do in the morning? What do I want to get done? What do I want to have done before lunch? And then after lunch, what are the things I want to accomplish after lunch? Just think about that. Think about how productive we would be. So imagine the growth we could all experience in our lives if we adopted these simple practices. And that's really what I'm talking about week over week over week. It's just simple behavior changes. None of the stuff I'm talking about is complex. Simple behavior changes. So why put off something that can change tomorrow's tomorrow in a very positive way if you can start it today. So before I even get into the goal setting conversation, I'm asking you all to take the challenge. Start today. When you have ideas, start in that moment. Because if you don't, your motivation will wane. Because like I said, motivation is an emotion. So the New Year's a milestone. But the problem is every New Year's only is always 365 days away. In contrast, every 24 hours, you have a new day. So what can you start doing today that will create a future that you can eagerly anticipate for tomorrow? Eagerly, and we're going to talk about eager anticipation. We're going to talk about uh, setting goals that have you excited. Um, again, one of the reasons why we don't get stuff done. We were not even excited about the goals we set. We set them because we think they're the right thing to do. Because somebody else said, oh, you should do that. You need to lose some weight. You need to eat better. You say, all right, I'm going to set a goal. Are you excited about it? If you're not, why waste your time? So we'll talk more about that. But I'm going to tell you something. Not wanting to start things you can't finish, you know, that's noble. 
But it's important to keep in mind, you cannot finish if you don't start. You can't finish something you don't start. So that really is the premise here. You know, you you should be a little scared to start your goals. That means you're working on the right thing. But if the excuse is, I don't want to start something I can't finish, consider it's just an excuse. It's just another barrier, another another lever of resistance that's just getting in your way. So now let's talk about the reason resolutions don't work. You know, I call this, you know, the New Year resolution reality. Resolutions don't work. And here's a great quote to sum up what I just shared. One of the main reasons resolutions don't work. The quote is by Charles Sheldon. And what he says is, good resolutions are like babies crying in church. They should be carried out immediately. Reason number one, resolutions don't work, is because we sit on them. And so by the time January 2nd starts, you're no longer as motivated as you were right now. Okay? So your New New Year's resolutions that you're motivated about, you should be starting them right now. Right now. You should be working on them right now. Putting the plan in place right now. Because the motivation just won't be there. Now, think about the word new for a moment. Let's, let's talk about new. We like new. New is fresh. New is untouched. And new is modern. No, new is, it's just new. New is nice. And new The word new is defined as not existing before, made, introduced, or discovered recently, or now for the first time. So we like new. And here are a couple examples of new. What about a new romantic relationship? She likes him and he likes her. Mm, The possibility. Or a new home. You know, man, what color will we paint the walls? What drapes will we choose? What type of furniture will we put in this room? Do we need new appliances? New, new. Or what about a new car with no mileage, right? You know, the the first thing you think about with a new car is, where do I need to go? You You don't need to have anywhere to go and you call on people talking about what you're doing. You know, you need me to come over there and help you. Because you just want to get in the car and drive because it's a new car. You know, and, and, and if nobody's answering, you're thinking, well, maybe I should just drive across the state or drive across the country in this brand new car. Because it's new. Newness has a way of exponentially increasing our creativity. That's why we celebrate what's new. We celebrate new life. We celebrate new years. We like to celebrate new because of what new means to us. And even with all the excitement of new, many of us still fail to adequately plan and create a vision for our new lives. Right. Every day is new. What about that? It's a new day to live. Every month is new. Every year is new. Every new relationship, every person you meet, that's a new relationship. What does that relationship mean to you? It's new. So we fail to to make these plans. And and part of it is because as human beings, we don't like change. Now, I've talked about that before. So we don't like change and 
We definitely don't like uncertainty. So here's the thing. Here's the tricky thing about new. You know, getting a new car is change. But it doesn't necessarily always, you know, include uncertainty because, you know, if I press the gas, the car is going to go. So I'm talking about the type of newness that brings with it uncertainty. For instance, like taking on a brand new goal. And we don't like change. We don't like uncertainty. And as a result, there's always an enemy inside each of us that will do whatever it can do to impede any change, even if that change represents progress. Okay, so let's keep that in mind. Anytime there's change and uncertainty, the human condition, human psychology, the way we're made up, we resist that change, even if it represents progress. Now, check this out. According to the University of Scranton, only 8% of people are successful in achieving their New Year resolutions. I'm putting this together for you guys, okay? Only 8% are successful in achieving their New Year resolutions. However, they do notate that people who explicitly make resolutions are 10 times more likely to achieve or attain their goals than people who do not explicitly make resolutions. All right. So what does that mean? That means if, if only 8% actually achieve their resolutions, but you're more likely to achieve it. If you've written it down, if you've actually taken the goal and you've written it down, you've actually done something with it more so than other people all of a sudden, you're 10 times more likely to achieve that goal. And let me tell you something. This is the main reason that when you have the idea, you get lots of resistance to actually writing it down and doing the work immediately. The resistance shows up because if you write it down, that means something is more likely to change, 10 times more likely to change. So, why don't resolutions work then? Well, let's talk about what a resolution is really. What, what, you know, what a resolution is really. So the word resolution has a number of definitions, and the definitions that align with the concept of a New Year resolutions are as follows. One, a resolution is an intention made. So one of the things we talk a lot about on this show is living with intention. So a resolution is an intention made. A resolution is also a course of action, a method, or a procedure. So the definition itself explains why most resolutions don't work. Because a resolution is nothing more than an intention or a course of action. There's no plan. There's no real mechanics that go into setting resolutions. This is the reason why... You know, people say, well, what is your New Year's resolution? Well, my New Year's resolution is, you know, to find a new job and make more money. Okay, so you said it. That's your intention. Did you write it down? Do you have a plan? Do you have milestones? Do you know actually what you're going to start to do? What are the four to five purposeful actions that you're going to take in the next week to make that happen? You don't know because you have an intention that has nothing else lying behind it. That's why resolutions don't work. 
We definitely have the intention when we set a resolution. Otherwise, the resolution wouldn't exist. What's missing is plotting out the course of action and defining the methods and or procedures to honor the intention we have all the way through. So guess what? There's another more critical component missing. And that critical component is clearly defining what success is. So there are five tips that over the next couple of weeks for this series, I want to give you. And the first of those tips is whenever you have a goal, you have to clearly define what success is. Now, you might say, all right, what do you mean by that? Well, let me dive into it a little bit. Now, most of us work nine to fives, you know, we, we or some iteration of that. OK. And we work this, you know, five days a week. And at our jobs, either we set our own goals or a leader sets the annual goals. Either way, we typically receive some type of indicator for what success will look like for us that year. All right. You guys follow me now when it comes to creating personal goals that are based on your own dreams, on your goals and your aspirations. We often skip the vital step of creating a very clear measure for success. Now, why do we do this? The actual goal is missing in most resolutions. Okay, so let's be very clear. Resolutions are not goals. And as I said before, resolutions are intentions or courses of action. But where is that intention or action taking me? So let me give you a couple of examples. Okay, let's say. My resolution is I resolve to lose weight next year. Okay. What's missing in that resolution is how much weight. But that's not the only thing missing. Okay. What else is missing is how will losing weight make me feel? The emotional component. All right. Because remember, how we feel is very real. So it's not just how much weight, but how will it make me feel? And then what else is missing is what will this look like? So when I lose this weight, how will I look? What will it look like on me? And then another one is missing. Why does losing weight even matter to me? Why does this go matter to me? So again, This is how you clearly define success, right? Because you're asking yourself all of these questions when you set a goal. One of the major mistakes we make is we say, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And then we stop. Oh, okay. I I got a clear goal. That's not clear. You have no idea, you know, how you're going to feel. You know, how does it feel to, to lose 20 pounds on the other side? You have no idea what it's going to look like. Uh, You have no idea why it even matters to you to lose 20 pounds. You can say, well, it matters to me because I'd be healthier. Well, what does health bring you? Why does health matter to you? And then you might say, well, health matters to me because I'll live longer. And why does that matter to you? 
Well, that means I'll have a more fulfilled, longer life. I'll be able to do more. And why does that matter to you? You have to get to the root cause of why things matter. Because if you don't really understand why your goals matter, then you're very likely to move on. Let me give you an example. When I left corporate America, I got a number of phone calls, but I got two phone calls from two big companies, big companies. One was a large Internet company. Actually, they both were large Internet companies. One was in the search arena and then the other was in the commerce, e-commerce arena. Okay, And the goal was to launch out, be an entrepreneur and be self-sustaining. Right. Take care of myself and my family by, you know, running and growing my businesses. And if I did not know why that mattered to me, then as soon as I got those phone calls, I would have reneged on that goal because those companies were very attractive. As a matter of fact, my wife was like, she's like, so you're not going to interview? You're not going to see this all the way through? Like, you you sure about this entrepreneurship thing? You you sure this is what you want to do with them calling you? And again, if I wasn't clear on my why, on my what for, and why the goal of being an entrepreneur mattered to me, it would have been very easy to renege, especially with companies like that calling me. Okay? So this is why it matters. And this is why, you know, come January 10th, those of you who have weight loss goals, you're passing up a piece of cake and you can't, you can't keep moving. You're paralyzed. I got to have a slice. The reason you got to have a slice is because you don't know why you set the goal in the first place. You're not clear on why it matters to you. And if you're clear on why it matters to you, then all of a sudden it begins to, I'm not saying it's going to be easier, but your decision-making ability and the discipline that you can bring to that is on a much more intentional, educated level. You know exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it and what having that cake will mean and do to you. Let me give you one more example. Another resolution. I resolve to read more next year. Okay. Now, what's missing in that resolution? What's missing in that resolution is, well, how much reading? What's missing in that resolution is, how many books will you read? What's missing in that resolution is, what will more reading shift in your life? What's missing in that resolution is, why does reading more even matter anyway? All those things are missing in that resolution. And even if you set the goal and you thought you have a clear end, you say, well, I'm going to read, I'm going to read 12 books. You still have things missing because why do those books matter? Why does it matter that you read those books? So without a clear vision of success, the end game is always unclear. And this is the number one reasons most resolutions and generic goals do not work. This is the one reason. A real goal is nothing more than a very clear target, a very clear target. Okay, soccer has a target. We don't have to guess about the target. It's very clear. Basketball has a goal. We don't have to guess about the goal. It's very clear. Marathons have goals, right? The finish line. We don't have to guess about where that is. It's very clear. And here's the thing. 
all the things I just mentioned, soccer, basketball, marathons, all have goals, and they're not easy sports. But the reason why people are successful in them is because they're very clear about what it takes to be successful in them. If I want to be a good basketball player, I have to know how to put the ball in the hoop. That's it. Okay? So, goals are clear targets that allow us to focus our energy. Now, this is also very important. Because I did a whole series in August on um, the four lessons I learned in the last 40 years. One of them that I taught was on focus. Okay? And why focus is so important. Now, setting a clear goal allows you to focus. So now that you know what you're focusing on, your energy is channeled and the likelihood that you actually can exceed and complete that goal increases. All right. Clear targets can also be missed, though. All right. So goals are clear targets that allow you to focus your energy, but clear targets can be missed. And that denotes failure. And the human psychological response to failure typically equates to loss. So let's talk about that because we don't like loss. And since we don't like loss, we work to avoid loss and we avoid setting clear and tangible resolutions and goals as a result of this whole, you know, this whole psychology around avoiding loss, which means we avoid the feeling of loss while still losing. Now, let me explain what I mean by that, okay? Since I don't like loss, then I won't set a clear goal because if the goal is not clear, then I don't feel like I failed and I lost. And so since I don't set a clear goal, that means the likelihood that I achieve the goal is very low anyway. And so I'm actually avoiding the feeling of loss while I'm still losing. That's what I mean by that. So we're still losing Because simple resolutions and incomplete goals don't take us to a specific, measurable place. So this is why so many of us feel stuck. We set goals and we we just turn our wheels. We turn our wheels. Nothing's really happening. And we generally feel okay, but deep inside we know we aren't living to our full potential. Most of the clients I work with, they're like, man, I know I can take it to the next level. I know I can take it to the next level. But something's missing. And typically what I'm sharing in this series is what's missing, along with some other behavioral things, right? As an ontological coach, I help people adjust behaviors so they can get after their goals. That takes coaching. What I will do in this series is share as many of the technical strategies around goal setting as I can. And then if you find yourself still missing, it's likely you need a coach to address the behaviors. Okay? But again, this is why so many of us feel stuck. And we generally feel okay, but deep down inside, we know we aren't living to our full potential. And our lives have become mediocre. And let me tell you something. You guys know this, but I'm out. I'm out to murder mediocrity, okay? And my goal is to assist you in the task of explicitly making and keeping your resolutions by creating powerful goals. So, I see some of you guys actually putting a smart goal thing out here. You're going to love what I have to say about that, okay, about smart goals in particular. As a matter of fact, let me say it now. 
smart goals, let's put it like this. Smart goals are exactly what they are. They're smart. But a smart goal doesn't necessarily work in life. It works really well for survival, right? That's one of the reasons why a lot of us hit our smart goals at work. It's specific, it's measurable, it's attainable, it's realistic, and it's timely. But what it doesn't ask is why it matters to you. Your work goals, they matter to you because if you do them well, you're going to get a hopefully an increase of some sort, a bonus of some sort, or you just get to keep your job, right? But when it comes to personal goals, we're not clear on why we're doing it, what for. I mean, the real source, the seed of it, okay? When it comes to personal goals, we need to ask ourselves more questions. How will it feel on the other side? And here's another question that you have to ask yourself about a personal goal to clearly define what success is for you, right? Is what is the experience I would have? You know, let's go back to the weight loss goal of 20 pounds. What is the experience I would have if I were 20 pounds lighter? Like, what would life be like? And the SMART goal doesn't tell you that. It's specific. It's measurable. It tells you the 20 pounds, and it's measurable. And then, of course, it's attainable if you spread it out the right way. It's realistic if you put the right time frame on it. And then you can say by, you know, by April. But it doesn't tell you how you're going to feel. And that's one of the things that we have to remind ourselves to motivate ourselves as we move forward. As I get into the other tips, one of the things I'm going to talk about are motivating factors. Like, what are your motivating factors? Like, if I'm trying to lose weight and eating the wrong food is one of the hard things I deal with, then what is my motivating factor? That's where I think SMART goals are great. We need to know them. That is the the foundation of what I'm talking about when it comes to goals. But I'm really building on top of that. Okay, I'm building on top of the smart goal. Okay, so. Like I said, I'm out to murder mediocrity. And part of what I want to do is help you guys really set powerful goals. Now, for the most part. We are forced to set professional goals in the workplace and whether we like the goals doesn't really matter. Okay, we work sun up to sundown to meet expectations for those goals because we associate our success with survival. And in the meantime, we avoid gaining clarity on our personal dreams and goals that really matter to us. Thus, there's no accountability for what we intend for our dreams and how we plan to measure that intention. All right, so let me say it again. Typically, there's no accountability for what we intend for our dreams and how we plan to measure those intentions. So we define our success by creating clear objectives and measurements by which we hold ourselves accountable, just like we do in the workplace, right? Smart goals. I want to share some additional questions you should be asking yourself to ensure you have clarity on how success actually looks on the other side. Again, remember, I'm just on tip one. How do we clearly define what success looks like? So. Here's the first question. Are you crystal clear on what success for your goal would look like? Number one, crystal clear. Now, when I say crystal clear, I mean so clear you can see it in your head. Okay, 
Here's the second question. Is the success you envision as a result of achieving this goal mentally and emotionally compelling? Can you feel it? Does it excite you? Because if it doesn't, you're not going to push past the resistance, the barriers, and the obstacles that you will encounter for this goal. Okay? Now, if the answer is yes to both of those questions, you have clearly defined what success is. Okay? Now, if you can't seem to get your goal to a place where you can answer these questions, then I would say revisit the initial questions I label what's missing earlier to gain more clarity, right? So I'm going to run through it again for those of you. So if you have pen and paper, write this down. So what is missing? How do you know you've reached the goal? All right, this is the measurable part that comes in in a SMART goal. Now here's what's not in a SMART goal. How will you feel when you achieve the goal? You need to ask yourself that question. All right. Third question. What will this goal produce in your life? What will it produce in your life? And these shouldn't be one word answers. If this is the right goal and if it's big enough, then it should have some some depth to it. All right. Here's the fourth one. Why does this goal really matter to you? Why does it really matter? And when we have a clear vision of where we intend to go, we typically get there. All right. So that is what I have for you guys in regards to slaying your goals as we go into 2017 and why resolutions don't work. We talked about the reason resolutions resolutions don't work is because largely they're just intentions and we need to be more than just intentional we need to be able to clearly define what success is. Now, I want to take the last few minutes and tell you what you're going to get in the coming weeks. Okay. Now, next week, I'm going to cover tip number two, which is intentional accountability. All right. And I'm not even like this. We're just on the first tip <laughs> to setting goals. But this is the reason we don't crush our goals we don't slay our goals is because we don't understand all the components and so tip number two intentional accountability tip number three is how to take purposeful action and what that purposeful action should look like okay tip number four is what will you stop we're gonna spend a lot of time on that because how are you gonna set a brand new goal all the stuff you're gonna do you don't even know what you're gonna stop And then the last tip is how to remind yourself. So affirming your goals daily. I'm going to teach you how to do that. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Truly appreciate you as always. Got to send a special shout out to all my inspirational peeps out there who follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, for those of you who aren't plugged in, go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page. Hit like. Go to the Murder Mediocrity Facebook page. Hit like. So that way you can get more information about slaying your goals in 2017. As always, love you guys. Thank you for the support. Linnell Harris, Inspirational Perspective, signing off.